Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, and they asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. Man, they... They're really bankrolling this podcast. They care so much about friendship. They really do. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... I don't want to pry, but... You don't want to pry into my butt? (laughs) (laughs) Get it? I got it. (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, update us on Clocky. What happened with the clock thing? Oh! Has it ruined your life yet? No. Uh, quite the opposite. Well, I don't even know if it's quite it the opposite. It saved your life? It's a lot of different things. Okay. So, Clocky, uh, just to catch you guys up, I bought a clock on wheels that will go off alarm and then run away from me so that I have to get out of bed. However. And it's not a fever dream that Trin invented this. This is a real device that exists. She brought it into the office and I examined it, and it's real. It's real. And it's kind of cute. So, it says it has the ability to leap off of a three-foot-tall ha- uh, uh, nightstand. So here's the thing. It can, but yeah. then the batteries fall out. <laughs> like, it just kind of explodes. You gotta tape that sucker up. So I did. I got, oh, nice. I taped it up with glitter tape. Lovely. I actually put it in, in my hallway so that it'll, like, just run screaming down oh my God. the hallway. The, the problem is, however, that I do. I get up, and I chase it down, and I turn it off. I did it twice. And then I get right back in bed <laughs> every time. So there's no, nothing preventing you. Like, it doesn't hurt you or start screaming. There's nothing preventing you from just, like, cuddling it into your arm and just laying back down. Absolutely. Pretty important design flaw in this thing. So the problem that I'm having now is that I now understand that tired trin cannot be negotiated with. Yeah. You like, don't negotiate with terrorists or sleepy trin. I literally turn into a different person when I'm tired in the morning. I'm a different... I'm a completely different person. I don't remember... What I was thinking last night, like, oh, I really want to get up and, like, take care of the cats and, like, chill and have coffee and stuff. I think, she was an idiot last night. I can sleep another 45 minutes. I do that, too. But every day. And I have nothing I have nothing to prevent me from going back to bed, and so I do. And then if I'm late to work, I don't get in trouble because I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah, but also pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not letting anyone down except Clocky. Oh, and myself. Yeah, that's true. But Clocky is who I'm really worried about. I, it's like if Clocky could be visibly ashamed of me. You would still be like, shut up, I'm the boss, and go back to bed. No, I actually think that I would be... Oh, yeah. maybe you need to get someone in the office who shames you for oh, being right. Yeah, you're right. Not me. Fuck, no, I do not want this job. I will not shame you. Speaking of things we don't want to do. Uh, exist, live, keep on trekking. <laughs> oh, God. No, I was thinking about, you know, speaking of things we don't want to do. Oh, are you doing your classic segue? Yeah. Nice. Here we go. This is a segue. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to pry into somebody's situation, but you need to know for one reason or another. Right. And that brings us to today's questions. Should I do it? Yeah, why not? Okay, the first question is, Trin, I have a friend who was a Nazi. Is it okay to punch that friend? <laughs> Wow, I was extremely not expecting that. Um, what do you yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I would punch 
bad friend a couple times. Yeah, even. I think it's okay to punch your your Nazi friend and then maybe not be their friend anymore. Also, yeah, I was more concerned with the the coupling of Nazi and friend. <laughs> um, yeah, you this asker has some soul searching to do and some punching to do. <laughs> we here at the Friendshiping Podcast are very pro punching Nazis. However, you want to aim for the Hitler mustache area. You want to punch in the mouth. Uh, reason being is that if you punch them in the head, then that can cause damage that you don't want to be sued for. But if you punch them in the mouth, like, that's great because they'll bleed a whole lot because it's the mouth area. Right. They won't be able to talk. They right won't away. be able to talk. Yeah. And that's uh, that's where, where we stand on that issue. Good advice from Trin. Yeah, go for the Hitler stash. Yeah. Okay, next question. I don't know how to ask a dear friend slash roommate what is going on with her current situation. I know her and her partner are on the brink of divorce and trying to fix things, but I never know what their current terms are, fighting or together or not. How do I ask without causing hurt or being assuming? So we're not sure if it's that the asker lives with a married couple or her friend moved in with her after she started having trouble in her relationship. Uh, but either way, this is extremely pertinent information for the asker to have because this is affecting her living situation. You are especially, especially close to the situation as a roommate, and it's not like you're after the hot gossip here. Like, what's going on? Oh my god, did you hear <laughs> that Matthew and Chelsea are on the rocks? <laughs> That's what she's not doing. No, that is not happening. It's more like you need to know what your living situation is going to be for the foreseeable future. So this is very pertinent information. If your lease is up in six months, do you need to know what your friend is doing by then? Or do you need to look for a new roommate? Or like, is she crashing on your couch for way too long and you need to figure out, like, when am I going to have my couch back? I really want to play my Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. I guess my first question is, like, is there a deadline on this? An actual, like, I need to readjust my lease before this date if so like i can see where the anxiety is coming from here but even besides that you also just sound concerned this person is not asking an unreasonable question this is right. super reasonable you're not like wondering what's going on in the marriage of like two celebs that you don't know who's married that people care uh, about jennifer garner and ben affleck uh divorced and i sided with jen yeah, I sided with Jen, too, because, like, why would you not? Exactly. So this person isn't asking, like, hey, so your your partner uh, grabs her. Wow. Yeah, no, this is, this is very reasonable. We also don't think that this needs to be, like, a sit down and hash it all out kind of situation. There's a lot of things that this could be. It depends entirely on where you are at as far as, like, how close you are and do you want to be the venting source? So we've broken this down into three different options based on what you might feel comfortable with. So we're going to describe these options and why we like them, uh, and then you can choose which one suits you. Option one. Option one. The first idea is pick out the parts of the situation that directly impact you. The lease or the living situation. Like That means you could start a conversation like literally just, hey, let's talk about the lease. Should we consider adding you permanently? Should we figure out how to pay for his part of rent? And really what you're doing is you're getting to business. You're you're asking your friend if it would help her to talk practically about what I assume is a giant to-do list if they're divorcing or not divorcing or breaking up or whatever. 
I mean, breaking up involves a lot of logistics. It really does. When you're in the process of breaking up, there's like, who gets the couch? And when can I see my dog? And blah, blah, blah. So even just saying, how about we work through your to-do list together and figure out how I can help you with some of those things you need to solve? Um, that might be something really helpful for her to hear. It might be really great to know that she has you on her team through you know, the laundry list of to-dos. Just to start off the conversation, you could be like, we don't need to figure all this out in this conversation right now tonight, but I do, this is something we do need to be thinking about. Can we make a plan by the first of the month? That kind of thing. Like you can start laying the, setting down the first stone and laying the ground rules for what will be a, a bigger conversation. I really like the idea of a due date too. I think that's great. I think that's probably important because it is your living situation. Right. And it's also, it, it gives you parameters. Um, it gives uh, a little more weight on how this is affecting you. And it's also not cold and cruel. It's like, okay, well, by the first of next month, I need to know, are you my roommate? Or are you not my roommate? Um, regardless of the situation. If that feels too cold to you, you can go to option two. Um, just ask her about her feelings, but not how the situation itself is playing out. That's so. really wise, Trina. Yeah, that's really smart. It's not like, hey, so what What names did you call each other last night? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to go over some like cool insults and stuff? Like, Oh, man, if that ever happens, come to me. Like a yeah. nasty beehole. <laughs> what would you call uh, that's what I was gonna say. You were yeah, gonna say yeah, nasty beehole. I was gonna say that same thing. Thank yeah, you. It was so weird. Crusty cr beehole. Crusty bumhole. <laughs> you can take that. Yeah, that's that one's for free. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fair use. <laughs> uh, so you could say something like, "How are you feeling? I know this can't be easy on you." So this makes it clear that you don't need the specifics if she doesn't want to give them to you. You don't need the play-by-play. -play. You weren't interested in her feelings and hearing her out. Yeah, yeah. You could even admit, I don't know how to ask this or I don't know where to begin or I don't know how to offer you help specifically because, you know, divorce is messy. It's complex. Does anyone really know how to handle that? No, I don't think many people are equipped with the ins and outs of a specific person's relationship. So you can totally say, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but I want you to know my door is open if you need an ear. Yeah, and then mean that. So if she decides Saturday morning you're about to go walk the dog and she's like, I would like to join you on your walk and talk to you about my feelings. Be prepared for that to happen when you're not expecting it because you are leaving the ball in her court. So she might throw that ball at you at any time. Yeah, that's true. And don't say that if you don't mean it. Like if you truly don't feel equipped and you don't want to open the door, which is acceptable because yes. this could be get really heavy really quickly. Like that's also okay. Just be honest with yourself and what you can offer. I totally agree. I, I think that even just starting thinking about this situation at all and having your capabilities in mind is really important because we don't know what your personal history is. You might have gone through a couple of really difficult childhood divorces in your in your time. Um, div breakups, divorce, th there are so many feelings attached. Um, so it's really important for you to be honest with yourself. Yeah, especially if you're friends with their partner. That could be dicey. The last option is to just crack that door open a little bit and let her know that you're offering a judgment-free, locked-down place to talk over the situation. So I'm putting this out there, just letting you know it's a standing offer. This is a judgment-free zone. I'm locked down like a fucking vault, and I'll be right here with my listening hat on and my lip zipped if you want to shout things at someone. I really love that. There have been so many times when my friends have gone through some shit 
and I have been like, I'm actually going through some shit too. And I cannot help you with this. But what I can do is sit in a room with you and we can complain about our lives. Yeah. You could just sit around and be sad together. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes that really is amazing. Right. (laughs) And that's another way that she might respond to this is that she, she might say, I can't work on this right now, but I would like to be sad near you today and maybe tomorrow I'll feel better. I need a distraction tonight. Is that something you can offer? So in all of these options, basically what the goal is, is to start the conversation and let her take over. But if this is something that's super pressing, like she's living with you, she's crashing with you in your apartment, and it's been four weeks, and you you think you might want to start charging her rent situation, that's why we suggest the due date. Because that makes it more pertinent and more, okay, I'm preparing you for the next time we talk about this. I think that's really smart to borrow words from your lease. Because if you think about it, it's not like you're arbitrarily trying to kick her out. Right. But you you literally have a contract about where you live. Or, I mean, you, if you have a landlord, like you have someone that you need to give information to. I guess they didn't say that they're renting, right? I mean, they could live in a house and own it. That is true, too. It's just everyone I know, no matter what the age, rents right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just she's in your house that you own, she is... You're the landlord, though. You're the landlord, Yeah, you know? You are sharing your space with somebody that you didn't expect to share your space with. And I don't think that she would want to be a burden to you. This is all reasonable. We we were just kind of guessing that about the roommate situation, maybe you all live halfway together. But, like, something is going to change when the divorce is finalized or something's going to change. So I think it's really smart of you to want to open the door and can then ask what's going on right i mean the best case scenario is well I was, <laughs> you know the, i was i almost said the best case scenario is they just get divorced and everybody stays friends and hangs out but like really i guess the <laughs> best case would be that they stay married and everybody yeah hangs out. <laughs> i love you <laughs> <laughs> i just went right to yeah break up yeah i mean maybe that that could i mean it would suck if they stay married and all they did was fight around you. That also could be an option. Oh, God. I didn't even think about that. Oh, no. I guess that wasn't what they were asking. They were asking, how do I ask? They yeah. weren't asking, how do I deal? This this sounds like there's nothing like crazy, crazy happening. Yeah. If they were fighting around the friend, I think that she'd be like, this is becoming a really difficult living situation and I don't know what to do. It would probably be easier to ask as well. If, right. Yeah. It'd be like, you would be asking, what? I just heard you call him a living piece of shit. <laughs> like, I ju- I, it just happened. So, hey. Should we address that? <laughs> I just heard you shout, we are getting divorced. Is that true? <laughs> oh. Oh, man. But I, I feel for all parties in this situation. Like, none, none of this sounds easy at all, whether it be the friend, the friend's partner, or the asker. Sucks all around. I have a ton of empathy for the breaking up couple. I have a ton of empathy for the asker. And I'm also glad that the asker is aware that they are not the most important person in this situation. They are here to ask their questions and then just, you know, I'm not getting divorced. That's great. Yeah. How do I ask without causing hurt? That is a very kind place to start from. I super, 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 super agree. You can even start with rephrasing that. I want to talk to you without hurting or making anything worse for you. Like, that's a starting point. And questions can stress people out if they don't know the answer to them. Oh, God. Yeah, that is a really good point. Keeping that in mind and even saying, like, hey, I would like to talk about this sometime in the future. Mentally prepare yourself for that future conversation, I think, is really helpful. Without bombarding you. Right. 
I'm crunching on some ice. I right hear now. you. I, I, I was really cool. Well, what are you drinking? Is that like a cappuccino? It's an iced coffee. It's and a- do you want to know where I got it from? Yes. Max's stash. What? <laughs> he has a stash of uh like espressos, espressos, and um I steal them all the time. And he's never gonna know this unless he listens to this episode. And I know he's like nine or ten behind right now. Oh. So haha. <laughs> If anybody doesn't know who Max is, Max is our boss. In my defense, I have replaced them before. But the other day, Max, I had a, I had heartburn. And Max was like, oh, I have this drawer. Like, I have some antacid in there. And I had to be like, oh, what drawer? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll go check it out. In my head, I was like, dude, I'm in there every day. I want to see the drawer. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm in that drawer, like, rifling through, like, a little raccoon, probably 10... 10, 11 times a day looking for stuff. Oh, it's my great. God. Show me after this. I will. Yeah. I want to steal. Yeah, it's a secret. I like to steal. <laughs> <laughs> We're just advocating for all kinds of law breaking today. <laughs> anyway. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Whoa, 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 whoa. <coughs> there it is. Excuse me. Hold on. I think another's coming. Here's come, here it comes. Here it comes. What? Whoa. No. No. Oh. No. Just one. That was a letdown. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you did <laughs> let me down. <laughs> All right. Question two. I feel like that was so oddly f- quickly answered for how complicated that question is. Yeah, I know. Maybe you were just like on fire today. I mean, it could be. Well, let me look at the question one more time. I okay. don't know how to ask a dear friend slash roommate what's going on with their current situation. I never know what their current terms are. Man. Well, you want to know what? I say it's fine. I mean, not the situation. Oh. I mean, our answer. <laughs> I was like, what's fine? No. It sounds like it sucks. No, no, it definitely Yeah, I sucks. think I think we covered it to the best of our, our abilities. And like, what else can we do? <laughs> <laughs> what more could you want from yeah. us? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but ask her, if you end up being like, actually, none of this works, uh, go back to our ask hole and let us know. We'd be very curious for an update. Yeah. Update. You know, sometimes people do give us updates after we answer their question. And it is such a courtesy. You never need to do that. But when you do, it is such a gift. Even it if is. you're like, that wasn't it. But that didn't really help me. But thanks for answering my question. It's like, <laughs> yeah. The, welcome. The length, width, and girth episode. Yeah, that person did update us. She, and uh, that person was like, yeah, no, that was good, and you didn't make me sad. And we're like, thank God. I know, I know, really I know, because we dedicated the last five minutes of that episode to apologizing. Well, no, we didn't apologize. Let me. No. S- we dedicated the last five minutes of that episode to being like, I know you hate us now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate us. We just wanted to say that, and we don't apologize, yeah. <laughs> which is like the summation of this whole podcast. <laughs> so, second question. Second question. Third question, actually. Oh, third question. You are right. I'm sorry. I forgot about your very pertinent first question. I know my friend lost his design job and is attempting to go freelance. On social media, he gives the impression that it's going really well without going into any specifics, which makes me feel like it might not be going well at all and he's just trying to look good. I know I have connections that could help him. How can I help him without coming off judgy? This question I thought had a very simple answer, but the more I dug into it, the more I was like, this is actually kind of complex because this friend, this asker, is kind of getting involved in like their career a Mm -hmm. little bit and like that's not something I tend to do for friends without explicit consent you're not their boss you don't care what they do for a living unless you're a jerk (laughs) their friend did lose their design job so obviously this is also coming from a place of concern their friend is trying something new and you want to support them so how can I help him without coming off judgy attempting to go freelance is really scary we have a lot of people that are freelancers that work around us in our office and 
some of them are taking on new clients 24 7 like bring them in tell me everything but other people put up the do not disturb sign like i'm really focused on this one project right now and i cannot get another email about anything that should probably be the starting point right like figure out are they taking new clients and that can be a simple question that could be very simply like oh do you have any room in your in your schedule for new clients of a couple people you might want to reach out to um and i don't think that that's too much to pry but also your gut says tread carefully the fact that you're asking this question and like giving it thought something is going off in the back of your head that's like maybe mm." like you're examining how they talk on social media at the outset this seems like a very simple like yes why why not why not make some connections for this person Uh, but there could be other factors at play here that that are making you uh, worry so if I were you the first thing I would do is put myself back in the mindset of you know what, I can't just put on my cape and tights and save his entire day. Because, okay, listen, no matter how good your connections are, they can be helpful, but you're not going to save his life by sharing some email addresses. So try and put less weight on your help. That's smart. Take less of the burden off you and try to approach it more casually. When you ask, are you looking for more clients in your schedule? Like, do you want these email addresses? Respect the answer they give, and they, they might give you a soft no. Like something like maybe not right now, but I'll get back to you when I have some openings or whatever. Um, And even if you suspect that it might be his pride that is saying this, it doesn't matter. His answer is his answer. His career is his career. And if you get an enthusiastic yes, that's great. But also don't bombard your friend with like texts and constant notes about a potential client. Because like, again, you're not you're not their boss trying to figure out what might be complicating this situation Uh, one of the reasons why he might not be sharing his work on social media is that he can't I mean design is super super visual so if you give away your visuals all the time on Twitter that is something that can potentially get you in trouble so he may be changing his social media behavior because of a prior situation or simply because he wants to look more professional and more like uh, like a vault of information uh, rather than oh hey I'm going to tweet about all the the stuff that I'm doing right now that's true. I mean, they're they're making a career change, so it, it stands to reason that how they approach the internet would, would change as well. Okay, Trin, I, I need your advice on this. Yes. What if this friend um, is accepting client work, freelance work, and wants all the clients ever, but they don't have their email address or say that anywhere in their online presence? Is it okay as a friend to be like, hey, I noticed this thing? And I say that because... I have tried to reach out to artists and journalists, and this is a like pretty common phenomenon. And like the people that are accepting freelance work often forget to like update their social media, their website that they are. Is it okay to give your friend a nudge about this, or is that like, eh, leave them alone? Me as a civilian, yeah, I want to say immediately tell them yeah simply because I totally agree with you like I've we've both had to hire illustrators and designers and and writers uh, and it is incredible sometimes how hard it is to track down the email address especially if they're accepting clients just unreal I would say that that is such a small thing that makes such a big difference that I would actually point that out. Got it. And I and I ask you specifically because I know you are very much against giving people unsolicited advice. I really, really am. Yeah. But that is such a I'm shooting myself in the foot. It, it almost feels like it's it's not a critique so much as a there's a booger hanging out of I your was nose. I going to say. Right. There's something on your face. I'm trying to help you real quick. Right. And, and I think that when it comes to career advice, that's the kind of advice you want to stick to unless they ask you. 
you want to keep the booger on the on the nose like a, a stray hair in the middle of their face like eyelash sticking out of whatever who who knows what's it that's the kind of advice you need to give the pertinent fixable in one second non-judgmental right got it got it got it yeah man let me look at this again i mean i keep on feeling like we're wrapping up these questions so fast they're like i must be wrong i must be missing something but it could just be that we are so smart and so good you we're so good we're just so good we're at just this. so good at this it's crazy this is like our 80th million episode so it's not surprising to me that we're running through these absolutely well, actually, you know, I think it surprises me because last week was so long. Yeah, and rambly, and I know you had to do a lot of editing. Hold on. This is our... What episode is this? Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know that we're coming up on our three-year anniversary. Oh, that's an old episode I accidentally just hit play on. Is it our three-year anniversary or two-year that's coming up? Two? Two. Two? R- two. Two. Yeah, two. Two. Our baby's becoming a toddler. Oh, my God. They're going to start, like, re- repeating all of our swears. <laughs> And saying really judgmental things to strangers about their appearance. I uh, I talked to my niece, who is two, on FaceTime last night. And she got very shy, but she didn't want me to hang up either. She, like, wasn't saying anything. But every time I was like, I'm going to go now, she would, like, pout and get mad. Um, so then we, we hung up after saying goodbye. And she told my brother, I want Jen to come to my house tomorrow. Oh! So sweet. And I was like, that's adorable. And it really lifted my mood. And then I was thinking, it's really funny that she said tomorrow. Because she's two. Why wasn't she like, come over now or come over tonight? Like, no, I'm busy. I got I got some toddler stuff to do. Like, what? Why? T- the time doesn't make sense. I'm feeling like I want an introvert night. Like, <laughs> like maybe I'll have a little snack and then like lay- have a lie down for a nap. Yeah, I think know? I'm going to uh, eat, some, eat some vegetables for dinner and watch some Peppa the Pig tonight. But tomorrow, Aunt yeah. Jen, if you want to like come over, play some blocks, that would be cool. <laughs> play some blocks. <laughs> maybe we could watch Frozen a few times in a row. That <laughs> sounds good. Oh, man. Anyway. Thanks for indulging me on that. Hey, speaking of babies. Yeah. Did you know that we got pictures of our baby, the Friendshipping Postcard Box, today? We did. We did. Oh, it's so beautiful. If you are a backer and you're listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Second of all, something will be in the mail for you this spring and it will make you very happy. We are really excited and we're hoping to get it out as soon as we can. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Jen and I did a Kickstarter a few months back that uh, is a box that contains a bunch of postcards that say uh, nice things you can send to your friends. Uh, so we got a picture of the first copy and we're making some changes and then we're going to send them out. And if you did not back the Kickstarter and still want them, eventually they will be up for sale on our website. But we don't know how to do that. We'll figure it out someday. We'll have somebody else figure it out. We'll pay them. We'll pay someone. Maybe <laughs> the freelancer mentioned in this question to figure it out for us. <laughs> so has this been friendshiping with Jen and Trent? I think so. I guess it must be. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can go to at do friendship. If you'd like to put a question in our ask hole, you could do that at ask.fm slash do friendship. We're also participating in Chicago's very, very fun day with maximum fun at Talia Hall on February 12. Somewhere around there. Man, I really did a really great job until it came to the date and I'm going to figure out the date. Hold on, I got this. I got this. No, 12th is a Sunday. Uh, the 11th. On February 11th. And I believe we go on stage at something like noon. Uh, and I will fact check myself and get back to you next week. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. Jen, how would you kiss Obama? Right on the cheek. It would be respectful. <laughs>